Hello everybody, welcome to this uh, podcast episode um, on Random Chats. Um, today I'm, I'm, I'm doing something a little bit different really. Um, I'm going to be sort of doing an audio commentary based on a movie. Um, this is due to the fact that currently I haven't got many people that are willing to participate uh, in doing some fun stuff on our podcast for the moment. Um, one of the originals from the first episode, uh, Theo, he currently is probably busy, um, so he hasn't gone back to me. Uh, so you won't be hearing from him for a while. But for the next few days I've got an idea. Uh, now part of random chats is basically just random conversations, you know, all sorts of stuff. Uh, whether it's about you know, currently the coronavirus pandemic, or talking about just general stuff I get mad at, whatever, you know. Um, But one thing about me is that I'm a bit of a nerd, and I like, you know, sci-fi action, you know, films like that. Um, And I thought, for the time being, why don't I create a commentary series, uh, where basically I just comment on on films. And that's a great idea. And I'm going to start off with my favourite film franchise of all time, which is Jurassic Park. Uh, And everyone's probably sitting there going right now like, what the fuck? Why why Jurassic Park? Um, Dinosaurs is probably the main thing, but uh, Jurassic Park has had a, a staple in my entire life. Uh, when I was born, Jurassic Park was literally the number one film I'd always watch. I've watched Jurassic Park probably about a million times uh, in my lifetime. And, you know, it's brought me great joy. It's made me the man I am today. And still to this day, with the age I currently am, I'm still a dinosaur fanatic. So, why not? make a commentary basically just discussing whilst watching the film so i'll be playing the film obviously you guys won't be able to see it because this is a podcast um and obviously if i was to do this on my youtube channel random thought studios by the way go check that out um then obviously i'd be copyrighted by universal studios so yeah you also won't be hearing the film in the background i've got headphones plugged in but you will be hearing my thoughts laughs, stuff like that, me talking about the film. Um, hopefully this fills in some time, um, and I will be doing the entire film trilogy, and then doing one final one talking about the the new one coming um, eventually, after this pandemic is finished, production can start on Jurassic World Dominion, aka Jurassic Park 6. Um, so yeah, for the, for the next few days, I'll be doing a video, a commentary, just about the Jurassic Park films. Then after that, I'll figure out something else. If I've got people willing to chat and all that, then I'll be bringing them back onto the the podcast and we'll be having fun games and stuff like that. Uh, But for the meantime, we're just going to be reviewing the the Jurassic Park films. Uh, So today, we are starting with the very first, and the one that is widely known and very popular, Jurassic Park. Now, as you know, Jurassic Park is a highly acclaimed film. It is a blockbuster movie, and it is the greatest film of its time. And it 
you know, created film history. If it weren't for Jurassic Park, then obviously special effects... It is the number one special effects film of all time, I think. The number one greatest. Um, obviously, these days, it, it doesn't look as great, but it's still beautiful. And I still love the film, you know. Um, and yeah, so how about we get started? Rather than me just innately rambling, I'll press play on the film. Uh, I currently have got it at zero, so if you guys want to join in and watch the film with me whilst talking about it then do let me know and you know then i'll do it then then obviously yeah okay guys let's begin and right now i can't see anything oh there we go now i can um so we're starting off with the universal studios logo the old one which i bloody love and i love the music you know Dun, 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 dun. I haven't heard that song in a while, to be honest. I haven't watched these films in a good old month or two now. Oh, and now we've got the, the other one, which is the really old Universal logo. Like a really old one. And it's got the jungle sound effects ambience in the background. Wow. That is old. Gosh, this brings back memories of childhood and all that. And then... Universal Pictures presents, and then the music, you know, the the, the really cool opera singing sound. So, like, you know, that one is showing up right now. I'm so dumb. And now we're in the beginning scene. Yep, we're in the, the beginning scene where the security guards are at the raptor pen. I think it's the containment one or something like that. All the Jurassic Park staff are around there. And the, the, the raptor is coming through the tree line, which is awesome. You can hear the music in the back. Yep, there it is. weird. I've only just noticed that the raptors are being moved via a forklift. That's hilarious. I mean, it's being supported properly, but still there's a raptor in a, in a cage being ridden around by a forklift. There we go, and now the pen is being put down. Ah, oh, Muldoon. Muldoon's such a good character. If only he lasted longer. But it was kind of... I didn't mind his death. By the way, there will be spoilers in this film. Uh, but I'll be posting spoilers in it. Um, in case you haven't seen the film. But I bet at least most of you have. Yeah. Yeah. Gatekeepers trying to raise the gate, oh, raising the gate on the pen. Oh. This is where all the chaos happens. And the raptor smashes against the gate. Oh dear. And I believe this raptor's the big one, 
because throughout the film they're always complaining about the big one, which is the more recent Raptor, and you know it's more aggressive and stuff like that. So yeah, they're, they're dealing with that. They're all zapping the Raptor, all the security guards. Oh, even if you you don't see the Raptor in the enclosure, it still looks pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie. Because you can see like the eye and the skin and it, it's awesome. The special effects in this film are brilliant. You know, all the animatronics and the puppetry, it's amazing. Oh, the scene's ended and now we're with Donald Gennaro. Is it Donald? I think it is Donald Gennaro. He's on the... Some form of watercraft, I forget what you call that. The pulley thing and he's now in South America, I think. Dominion, Dominican Republic, so Africa... Isn't it? Dominican. That's Africa or something. Um, and he meets the Spanish paleontologist. Blimey. Oh, and Gennaro falls like an idiot. I guess that brings sort of the humorous side of this film. There is quite a lot of funny scenes in here which are quite like kind of a film for all ages. Dominican Republic, but see for Africa or South America or something like that. But everyone's speaking Spanish so it must be South America or something like that. And Donald bashes his head, echo in the mind. But yeah. Best film in the world this is. My all time favourite. I ain't got a lot of films that are pretty good, but this beats them all. Gosh. This brings back so many childhood memories of watching it as a kid. Oh, and now we're in Montana. The paleontology scene, so Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler will pop up soon, so Sam Neill and Laura Dern. And the, all the original actors are in the new one, apparently. The Jurassic World Dominion, the sixth and final film. I can't wait. That's going to be so good seeing them all again. Oh. And uh, the Badlands. Snakewater, Montana. Okay, so they're in America. And then... There we go, now we're with them. I love the way they do the... the geothermal, I don't know, something. The sound frequency for the raptor skeleton on the computer, because they put, like, the sound frequency in the ground and then it relays a picture. Like they put a shotgun shell in the machine and then it basically shoots into the ground. It's funny. Oh, the cops just explaining it. The sound frequency goes into the ground and it bounces back a, a reference of the fossil. And there you go. It's on the computer. Ah, 
here's the first gripe I have. They say it's a Velociraptor. Nine feet. Right, so a Velociraptor isn't naturally nine feet, and it is quite a small animal. Jurassic Park got that a bit inaccurate. But Velociraptors weren't discovered in Montana. They're discovered in Mongolia, which is in Asia. So they're in the wrong continent on the wrong side of the world. I'm a bit of a dinosaur fanatic, always have as a kid, and I've always been wanting to be a, a paleontologist, which is a dinosaur scientist, basically. So, I know too much. I'm like the worst person to talk to when it comes to dinosaurs, because I know more most of the time. And then there's a the kid, basically just bitching about the six-foot turkey joke. Sam Neill coming over, Ryan Grant. Cretaceous, oh, okay. Alan trying to scare the kid. It's always funny. Uh, I remember a, a fan theory that people saying that this this man is this young kid is Owen Grady from the fourth and fifth film, and that's a that's a good theory. It's not been confirmed or anything. Um, because we haven't seen any confirmation for the, the fourth film or the fifth film, but maybe the sixth film we see it, because Sam Neill and Chris Pratt are in the same film, so Alan Grant and Owen Grady, so maybe. Oh, Alan's got the, the claw out. Kid's surprised as all hell. Super chubby. Oh, there you go, being slashed in the tummy, and... <laughs> oh god. I just realised you. Yep, and Anacron traumatises a kid. The point is, you're alive when they start to eat you. Love it. It's so funny. The kid looks towards like the, <laughs> all the other adults, like, what the hell? Oh, and then. Now we're in the scene where Alan Brown and Ellie Sattler are on about having kids. A breed of child. Oh god. Baby smell. <laughs> and they have this random argument about babies smelling. It's funny. Oh, and there's a helicopter which has written Ash Richard Attenborough um, John Hammond character coming in. Weirdly enough, this this film's based off a novel by Michael Crichton called Jurassic Park. Um, and to be honest, it's mildly accurate, but it's completely different in some remarks. Like they've got the islands right, they've got all the known dinosaurs right, except when they don't have a few that are in the novel right, that are in the film, like uh. Microceratus or Camptosaurus, I think. Oh, there's Hammond. So we're in the, the caravan, and now Hammond is with Alan Grant talking about the park. Well, not yet. But there, it is. But this, in comparison to the actual novel, is a bit inaccurate. Just like the Lost World Jurassic Park, that is nothing at all like the at all like the the the, the film. 
uh, one thing's for sure. I think it's in the book. I think Ian Malcolm dies because in the first one he dies because he suffers a major inj injury and he's dead. So he's not in the second book. I think I haven't actually read the the second novel yet. I've only finished the first one ages ago, and still to this day I haven't bothered reading the second one. And then I'm on an island off the coast of Costa Rica. Yeah. John Hammond talking about his biological preserve, aka Jurassic Park. I think he just said the one he's got in Kenya looked like a petting zoo. So, is there a second Jurassic Park in Kenya? Or is that just a nature reserve that he owns? Oh, that's interesting. That's a theory. Although I might have not heard that right. And now they're having the, the convo about lawyers. Outside opinions. I'm surprised they both didn't think like... like Alan Grant and Alexander didn't think about dinosaurs in this reserve. Because, like... I'm just like... These two are the, the kind of opinions that they need for the, the inspection. So, yeah. Adam Grant's saying, what kind of park is this? And his eyes right up here, Halley. They should have had the common thought of going, oh, wait, yeah, dinosaurs, surely. Whether it's animatronic or live dinosaurs, then they could have, like, thought about it. Chotto. Don't know where that is. I'm assuming that's towards Costa Rica area, or in Costa Rica. Gosh, this film is so good. I'm currently watching it on my computer, so I'm not watching it in like any Blu-ray quality or anything. I bought the film off Amazon Prime and I'm currently watching it on there. Still good quality. Sat there and Grant being happy about the um, the funding that they're going to get if they go to the island. Which I hope they still get, to be honest. Oh, and now we're in San Jose, Costa Rica, with uh, Lewis Dodson, the bad guy for Biosyn, going to Dennis Nedry. I never liked this scene, it always kind of bored me a bit, but obviously it displays the context of the, the villain in the film, really. Not the dinosaurs, but the actual villain, villain who's caused all this, which is technically biosyn, but obviously it's Nedry because he shot off all the systems in the film, in the in the park. And it's just funny, like Nedry's like, Louis, Louis Dodson's like, oh yeah, don't don't say my name in public because I'm trying to be like a secret agent. And then Dennis is like, Dodson, Dodson, we got Dodson here. I just find it funny. Secret agent. And this is fun. They talk about the, the money. Nice little bag. I've so wanted that bag. I don't know if it's a proxy you can buy or if someone has it. But it would be sick having that bag. Oh, and then the barber shell can. How to transport the dinosaur embryos. I love it. So secretive. It's so sick the way that is. I so wish there was an actual version of that. I'd stick like pens in there and stuff. That'd be so cool. 
seven. And so Dennis is trying to get the embryos to the boat at seven. But he, it's weird because I remember in the film, like Ray Arnold, who's Samuel Jackson's character, he talks about everyone having to leave at seven. Like 1900 hours. So at seven. So. That's a bit sketchy. I would have done it like earlier or possibly later just to try and, you know, be a more secretive about it. Now we're on the helicopter. Ian Malcolm talking about digging up dinosaurs. It's always fun. And this, the random dinosaur noises he makes is. Or the, the laughing. It's always funny. got a major playboy personality. It's always funny. Oh, it talks about invading space math. <laughs> I love it. Sattler looks at Gennaro like, what have I gotten myself into? It's always fun. There's Malcolm flirting with Sattler. That's funny. Oh, my favourite scene where the helicopter goes at the. Yep, there it is. Yeah, and they got the, the lovely music and they go to their island on the helicopter, it's all lovely. And now they're landing, or trying to, but it's all chaotic because of the winches. That theme song never gets old, it's such a good song. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. And Alan Grant trying to put his seatbelt in with the two female pieces. It's always funny. Mm -hmm. The wrong head size, like, twists them up. It's always funny. I, I don't get why there's such complication with trying to basically do seatbelts. and then they get into the the jeep wranglers which are so sick uh, one day i saw one of jeep wrangler oh, one of the new ones just because you know jurassic park so good those cars i mean they look great even then the colors they got here it's so good a lovely jurassic park logo on there as well it looks so good 
So now they got into the jeeps and they're now driving towards their first creatures, I guess, which is the brachiosaurs, which are awesome. Gennaro and Hammond talking about all the security measures. Forty-eight hours, so the whole weekend basically. Love it, yep. And now they get into this really random field that looks like it's completely unrelated. Apologies if you hear my dog in the background, she's barking like mad. Certainly looking at this leaf that says it's veriformin or something like that, I've never heard of it before. Um, and it's, it was extinct in the Cretaceous, so it's like, how'd you get it back? To be honest, like, I'm interested. They've never really discussed the how they've cloned all the plants and all that. That would be an interesting thing to hear. Because they've never really discussed that. It's obviously the dinosaurs they've discussed. Yep. And then Grant grabs Sander's head and they see it. Although... Well, you have a look and then... Boom. It's a Brachiosaurus. Gorgeous looking thing. That CGI has not aged one bit. I tell you. It hasn't aged a bit. Look at that. I mean, obviously, this animal is a bit inaccurate to what scientists perceive it to be now, you know, with a lot more neck flaps and sort of like scoots on its back and all that. So. Look at that. It's huge as well, so it's quite accurate because I think the size is about the same, if not, it's larger. Hammond comes in talking about the 30 foot neck that a Brachiosaurus has, the noise. I think its head just like clipped through the leaves. Yeah, okay, there's one thing I've noticed. The Brachiosaurus is actually, his face goes in and out of the tree sometimes, it just fades through. As if it was a hologram. Which, it's not, I mean, it's a 3D rendered image placed onto a live action thing, because, yeah. Now they talk about the T-Rex. But they've got a T-Rex. Yep. And then Alan Grant falling onto the floor and it's like, Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sattler, welcome to Jurassic Park. Dun, dun, dun. That's always a good, I love that word, like word. The way he says it and all that, I love it. And they look in and they see two brachiosaurs in the in a reservoir and some parasaur orifices. I think it's just parasaurs. And they look, these parasaurs are the first technical ones. I mean, they look nothing like the ones in the Lost World. And they look nothing like the ones in Jurassic Park 3 or Jurassic World. Or, wow, so parasaur orifices has been in every movie. I completely did not realise that. It has legitimately been in it. You know, there are some animals that aren't, you know, like Dilophosaurus, only technically, physically in this film. In Jurassic World, it was a hologram, and in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, it was a 
taxidermy body in Lockwood's estate, which we'll talk about more in when I get to that film in the end. And now they're heading to the visitor centre, about to enter it actually, which is pretty good. This visitor centre is gorgeous looking. You know, the T-Rex and some kind of titanosaur or sauropod. Well, it's assume, I, I'm assuming it's some form of Cretaceous sauropods, so a titanosaur, those other Cretaceous sauropods, and T-Rex is late Cretaceous, so it has to be a titanosaur, technically. I'm assuming. There's no other form of sauropod. <laughs> uh, and Grant's like, we're out of a job, and then Ian's like, don't you mean extinct? I love that word. That, the way he says it, it's funny. Yeah, I don't actually know if you can hear me, to be honest. It looks like it, it can. Sometimes I see, like, the wavelengths, because it's like a wave. A wave! So, yeah. Maybe if I bring it closer to me. There you go. You're close now. You're literally, like, right underneath me. Now we're in the theatre room. Um, and there's this funny comedy skit about cloning. Hammond's trying to poke his film version of himself. There we go, get some blood. Oh, and now there's three Hammonds in one room, four Hammonds in one room, counting the physical one. Grant, Ian and Sattler are talking about the miracle of cloning and the sequence gaps. 100 million year old dinosaur. That might be, that's accurate. Ooh, Mr. DNA. From your blood. One drop of your blood contains billions of strands of DNA. Oh, I really wish they used Mr. DNA a little more in, um, in Jurassic World. Because, like, if they made a scene similar to this in the Jurassic World film, that'd be awesome. Mosquito sucking up the blood of a sauropod, and then it goes onto a tree and lands in amber. And then, millions of years later, we they extract the amber from the ground and then extract the blood from the mosquito in the amber. And then they replace the the gene gaps with uh, frogs, which is completely hilarious and so stupid. If that was the case, then. The dinosaurs would look a little more amphibious, you know, you know, the kind of skin types, maybe frog eyes, stuff like that, that'd be cool. Actually, that would be sick. I want to see that now. You know what? I think that needs to happen in Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Dominion. I need to see that. Dino DNA. This animation looks pretty well, because it's a hand-drawn animation, this is, and it's pretty good. They have gene sequencing technology, virtual reality, and it's so weird. They use a complete genome from 
a frog and place it in the holes in the gaps of the DNA sequence from the dinosaurs. So it should be technically a lot more amphibious than believed. Because obviously they haven't been around for millions of years, so there's a lot missing on the dinosaur DNA technically, if at all any exist. They've grown and again are looking into the lab, seeing all the scientists looking at the eggs and stuff. Well, not yet, but they're looking at the hatchery basically from the cinema. Oh god. Yeah, and then there's Gennaro in the background going, This is amazing. How many are these people autoerotica? Which he obviously meant animatronic, but it's just funny. It makes me laugh. Yep, and now they, they really, really want to see the, the hatchery, see the unfertilised eggs and stuff. <laughs> I love that. Really, really wanting to see the, the, the hatchery. 19, yeah, so Ray Arnold in the background, in the voiceover, in the speaker system saying that it's 700 hours when the final boat leaves because there's a storm coming so Nedry technically should do it either before or after just because it's sneaky well to be honest before because if the storm 0700 and then the storm comes so yeah oh and now there's the machine turning the eggs and about to have an egg hatch right in front of them Eggs about to hatch. And this is funny because the the arm, the metal arm, is holding the egg that's hatching. Then the Hammond looks at a completely different egg where the arm is not there. So there's two eggs, surely. If not, there's a mistake in the hands, not there. Yeah, so there's this egg that Hammond's looking at now. There's no metal arm. So where's that? Is this the second egg that they're looking at? It's always made no sense to me. And then Hammond's moving the eggshell off the, the dinosaur that's hatching. It's so cute. And the sounds it makes is cute. Yeah, and now they're all looking at it and there's no arm. So obviously I think they didn't incorporate the arm being there anymore. I think that was a mistake. It's not like there's two eggs hatching at the same time. And Hammond is trying to see... Oh, yeah. Now they're talking about the fact that... Um, Basically, the dinosaurs can't breed in the wild because they're all female. They've been genetically made that way, which is weird. I don't know that's possible. But obviously, on a natural scale, some animals do do that. You know, temperature control, uh, reptiles can change uh, a gender in an egg uh, depending on temperature. I think it's like if it's colder, it's a male. If it's warmer, it's a female or something. And now they're touching the baby dinosaur, which is a velociraptor, supposedly, but... Obviously it shouldn't be, but we'll work with the film logic. And there's the metal arm stealing the egg. Henry was telling them that they deny all the genetic... Yeah, there's an extra hormone. They're talking about acts of God and the way that the lab is actually like doing it, they're controlling genetics, which obviously it shouldn't be in a religious sense and whatnot. 
life finds a way. The famist, life finds a way. There's a little trivia thing saying this movie cut out many of the, spe the, the species of dinosaur that were featured in the novel for budgetary and technological reasons. Uh, one of these was a small chicken-sized dinosaur called Procopsignathus, which was made an appearance in the Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh shit, so it's not Compi, it's Procompi. <laughs> so we've never seen a Compsignathus, there were Procompsignathuses in the film. That's cool. And now we're in the Raptor Holding Facility. And I so want like a play on play set of this thing. Uh, it's sick looking. And basically they're all looking at the adult raptors because um, they're feeding them with a cow and a crane basically. Which is brilliant. It's always fun watching it. Chilean sea bass. I don't know if that is Chile with sea bass or it's a sea bass from Chile. But that, even then, that's just expensive. And it's funny because Herman's always like, spared no expense. I'm like, yeah, I can tell. Chilean sea bass, I mean, Christ. You have to import that from Chile. Which is or isn't in. No, Chile's in the Philippines, I could have sworn. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Oh, and there's the raptor destroying the cow. Everyone looking disgusted and horrified. And Alan Grant looking very interested. Muldoon. Muldoon's here. He's about to talk to Alan Grant. Lethal at eight months. Bloody hell. Right now I'm talking about the speed, which is cheetah speed. 50, 60. Bloody hell, that is a raptor speed. That is like general's like high speed of a car. Well, you can't drive away from a velociraptor apparently, so I don't know how everyone else has managed to do that in the films. So there's only three, left, three raptors. There used to be eight, but they bred the big one, and then that came in and killed a lot of them. And then there's only two left, so there's now three of them. That's so weird. Super intelligent raptors. They remember... There we go, there's the famous quote. The crane comes back up and there's definitely no cow at the end of it. It's all been shredded up. That cow is gone. And now they're about to go have some dinner. And that plate that has the Jurassic Park logo on it, I so want one. It looks so cool. We're going to have to look for that now, Jurassic Park plates. And now they're talking about the basic attractions and stuff that are going to be in the park. And there's Gennaro talking about money. And this is funny. It's like... It's like, it's, it's... Yeah, everyone has the right to enjoy these animals, and then Gennaro's like, I have a coupon day, which is funny. 
And then Ian Malcolm's talking about the lack of humility. Because obviously they're not thinking about the animals, they're thinking about the park and the money and the income and stuff. So... But it looks like in the background they have a plane in the like in one of the images. So I'm assuming they're going to prepare like an airport on the island, which has not been seen in any of the films so I've noticed. It's either boats or helicopters. So that's interesting enough. Selling it. Packaged it. And now he was selling it. He was selling it. It's the rape of the natural world. I love that. The argument they're talking about as well is like, what if they like cloned condors? Because they're endangered. It's like a recently extinct animal. There's that, you know died due to deforestation, dinosaurs like had their chance because they died by a giant meteor or you know, climate change and stuff. Mm. To be honest, it would have been cool if they like cloned recently endangered animals. And there's quite a few of them, like the quagga. I mean they could have even done mammoths and stuff. But obviously that's never been seen in any of the films. Maybe in Jurassic World Dominion, just saying I call it the natural. Oh, sorry, I said it wrong. I call it rape of the natural world. And then Sattler joins in. trying to get Alan Grant to basically support him but that don't work out dinosaurs 65 million years yeah brought back in the box oh thrown back god I need to rewatch this film I need I haven't got my quotes right The only one supporting Hammond is the lawyer, which is probably funny. Oh, and the kids are coming in. And it's like, they're here. And it's Lex and Tim. Target audience. So, the park's oriented really for kids, but super rich kids, basically. Oh, almost just killed the old bloke. Rest in peace, Richard Attenborough, David Attenborough's brother. So wish he was around, but he died before 2001, I think. Or just after 2001, so it was either before or after Jurassic Park 3, really. Because it would have been amazing to see him in Jurassic Park 3. And in the film universe, he, they, uh, David, uh, John Hammond did, in fact, pass away. Because in Jurassic World he's not around, obviously, and there's a memorial to him, so, yeah. 
and now they're sending the Ford Explorers, which are gorgeous. I so would want a Ford Explorer. I like the colours, the, the green and the red and the yellow. They, they work so well. They're so bright. It's amazing. Oh, and this music in the background where uh, Tim and Alan are chatting. Looks like a nerd. It's so funny. It's how cute he is. I used to be like that. And now I'm an adult, so that sucks. Yeah, and then Tim's like, oh, dinosaurs are really birds inside, they don't look anything like birds. And I'm just... I think then it was a bit contradicting, they only just got into the bird phase. The dinosaurs more related to birds. So the feathers didn't really yet become a thing. Uh, but obviously now we know that most avian species of dinosaurs indeed had feathers. You know, so your Tyrannosaurus rex might have had feathers due to its size, probably not. But smaller variants like Eutyrannus and all that. Plus you've got the Dromaeosaurs, which definitely had feathers. So Velociraptor, Eutyraptor, Microraptor, you know, all them lot. And they reckon certain non-avian dinosaurs like the sauropods and the, you know, ceratopsians, they might have had feathers. Oh man, I so want some of the, I just want the cars. They're so cool. And now they're going into the security room with all the computers. The computer room, I don't know what you call it. It's either security or computer system, sorry. They're talking about the storm. Because uh, they want to launch the tour, launch the tour, but obviously there's a storm coming in, and they don't want that affecting it because they only have like basically less than a day and a bit, they have less than two days to impress them. And now they're on the move. That island is huge. They go through the whole island, so the Ford Explorers must be a little bit quick, surely, or at decent speed. A ghost, yeah, because the cars are automated, so Lex and Tim are like, oh my god, it's a ghost. Oh my god, there's ducks. There's like three ducks. Like farm ducks, that was cool. Oh, and now they're entering, they're about to hit the gates. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Dun, 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 dun. What they got in their King Kong? I love it. The voice you're now hearing is Richard Carley. <laughs> Spend no expense. The first real paddock they're seeing now is Dilophosaurus, which obviously they don't see and they're disappointed by. God, if only dinosaurs. If, if this park ever existed, I go to it every spare weekend, I swear. And, and eventually paralysis. Yeah, so these dinosaurs, obviously, they spit ven venom. Which, you know, isn't accurate. It might be possible that they're like Komodo dragons, where they might develop a bacterial bacteria in their jaws that are venomous and toxic, so when they bite, then they get a toxic reaction. Um, might be like that, that'd be interesting. That's probably a better way to point it out, but obviously. Um, 
It's not the case. And I don't think in the novel, I don't think the Dilophosauruses had frills. I think they spat or bit venom at their target, but I don't think they had the frills. They were also a lot bigger. The one we see in the film is obviously a juvenile, I, I reckon. I think that's what most people in the fan base says. Nedry has butterfingers because he's trying to work stuff. I think there's a picture of Grand Admiral Tarkin, which is the guy in Star Wars, I think. Looked interesting. Uh. Oh. Thanks, Dad. Hammond lecturing Nedry. Muldoon's like, quiet, all of you. They're approaching the Tyrannosaur paddock. Systematically, it goes, what, Dilophosaurus, then Tyrannosaur? That's a bit weird. I haven't actually seen the brochure or the map for a long while, so I might be accurate, but the way... It, I might be not accurate, but the way it went... I mean, personally, I would have put the T-Rex at, like, sort of the last animal you see. I might be wrong. They might have seen other animals before, but it obviously seems like... They haven't, and then John Hammond is like, well, we've got two no-shows and one sick triceratops. So they must be, like, that's the order. I would have put triceratops and Tyrannosaurus rex later on, so I wouldn't have said Dilophosaurus I might count first, and then, yeah, that's just my way of doing it. Ranting about how I'd make my own Jurassic Park. I'm so dumb. There's always something I wanted to do, but obviously I can't do because I don't have the money or the financial support. God creates dinosaurs. Man does. Oh, the the was it? God destroys dinosaurs. God makes dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaur. And it was like dinosaur eat man, woman, and then inherits the earth. I, I love the way they said that. It's so fun because it's kind of true technically. I mean, Jurassic World Dominion. Dinosaurs are all out. And technically, they're all, they are all female, although there is some males now. You know, uh, the Indoraptor is technically a boy. And there is a male Nasutoceratops in the short film uh, Battle at Big Rock, which I will be doing a, re a podcast commentary review on. Completely forgot about it. I still think there's five films, but obviously there is technically that. So technically, there are six films. Seven films. It's, it's so weird. I don't know how you say it. It wants to hunt. Yeah, you can't spread 65 million years of gut instinct. Well, it's true, you can't. It's a very cute goat. But obviously, no T Rex, so they all get bored and then move on. Malcolm talking about actually seeing dinosaurs and Hammond's like, I really hate that man. God, poor Hammond. 
now they're in the tour guide and they're going to talk about chaos theory where Sattler puts her hand in an Egyptian position, I can't do it, and talks about the water drops. And then obviously they see a Triceratops later on. It's such a good film. I've seen it so many times and it doesn't bore me to this day. I mean, most people usually get bored of a film if they've watched it more than like six times and then they have to wait a long time. Yeah. Maybe I'm not bored of it for a reason of my childhood. I mean, like when I was a kid, I had a TV, but then for a while I didn't. And then I moved to where I am now, like 10 years ago, and uh, got a working TV and I can watch Jurassic Park again. So maybe that's why I'm not bored of it. Sattler says it's the water drop's going to go on the same side as the first one did, and then it didn't. It goes differently due to chaos theory and the variations in the hair. Imperfections in the skin. I love how Malcolm's flirting. He's like super intelligent, and he doesn't see that Sattler's taken. Oh, and then Grant's about to jump out of the car. Oh, I so love that car. I like the, the whole blue, blue thing that Jurassic World has, but if they had, like, the gyrospheres in that colour, oh, that would be awesome. Yep, Malcolm talking to himself. And Hammond's telling them to stop the programme because everyone's running out of the cars. Locking mechanism in the door. I mean, they could, yeah, because then like they just open it now and again. Like the T Rex, there's a there's a toilet near there. They just open it on that that area. Yep, and now they're look. Nedry's trying to look at the boat because obviously he needs to steal the Dino DNA. And then Tim is now trying to talk to Grant about dinosaurs and all that. Lex is going to fall over. That was just... That was a weird falling out. And now, and now Grant has to hold hands. He's like, I don't want to. Oh, there's the sound of the grunting triceratops. Oh, man. I love this scene. Once it shows up. 60 minutes. You what? I can only do 60 minutes at a time. Apparently. Uh, what's a flag? Flag added. Hold on, guys, I'm gonna... Right, okay, so it turns out I don't have a lot of time. This film, 60 minutes, so that's one hour, so it can only do an hour at a time. This film's like two hours. So what I'm going to do is make a two-parter. So this is part one, and I'm going to do the commentary for part two. Uh, do stick around. It will be on Spotify, and hopefully I will see you guys there. All right, guys. Bye now.